Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Acclam Express. Twilight calls them behind these equilaterals. Salute a world-class Frita. Nature Strip, a ripper in the King stand. Be Twilight calls Acclam Express. But it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner. Scored a length and a quarter. State of rest at the moment is holding Baybridge on the run to the line. State of rest, driven out for Shane Cross. And a Royal Oscar winner for Joseph O'Brien. Won the Prince of Wales's under a peach. But gold medal, he's 11. But my G, he doesn't know it. Dead him, look at him, he won't give in. But gold medal, too bad, Daniels. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top. Oh, she's too good, but can't beat her. Hello punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. If that intro doesn't get you pumped up by now, then uh, you're lying, because nothing else will. Nico, three goes down to two tonight. We're without our stats man, Wilbur. Uh, he's head in the books tonight, studying, so that's fair enough. Just us tonight. How, uh, how's your weekend been, mate? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been okay. Obviously, last night... I didn't stay up like a few of you boys. I needed my beauty sleep, but it was, um, yeah, I I did watch the replay probably five or six times this morning in the uh, in the first few hours of work. But um, yeah, it's it's good to see, and it it kind of makes you a little emotional as well because you know he's only going to have one more run, and we need horses like this just to be continuing to run around and. And whatnot because they, you know, they're few and far between. So, um, yeah, I described it. There's only other one other horse that I've ever seen drop their opponents like that, and that's like Nature Strip when he's when he's at full bore. You can see his opponents are under pressure, and as soon as Crowley pressed the button last night, within you know, two or three strides, he dropped them and just exploded. Like, it's just nuts how how uh, you know they're doing three three to their one sort of thing yeah 100% one thing I've always said is you will never get tired of watching the world's best horses be the world's best horses mm. and that's him at the moment he's gone to a new level uh, first time out to 2000 metres uh, and his rating has just come through on Twitter so we'll touch on that uh, in, the, in the what's happening in racing one thing I just wanted to quickly mention off the top is last week our, our preview had the most viewers 
had the most uh, listeners, I should say, uh, we've ever had by a long way. So uh, very, very much a thank you to everyone who's tuning in. Thank you to the guys who have sent me messages saying they're enjoying the podcast. Um, quick plug, if you could, you know, send it on to your mates and, and give us a follow, that would really be a help because uh, this podcast is only going to get better and better uh, as, as spring continues and we're going to get some big names on the podcast in the coming weeks there's a couple in the pipeworks so uh stay tuned listeners you'll uh you'll be more than happy with what's on the menu in the next couple of weeks good stuff all right let's get into what's happening in racing Ah, what's happening okay what's happening in racing obviously the international flavor is on high alert right now and Last night at York, it was the Judmont International. We saw Bayed, the best horse in the world, go out to 2,000 metres for the very first time. Uh, he was up against, I would say, only a moderate field besides Misriff, uh, or Misriff, who is a genuine Group 1 horse. And what we witnessed is one of the best performances uh, in the last decade. The time form figure has just come through and he's ran a 137, which is just off the charts. Um, it's only three off his sire, see the stars. And what was Frankel? Frankel was? 147. 147. So obviously still still a little bit off uh, what many people consider is the GOAT. Um, it's, it's hard to argue that, that Frankel is the greatest of all time. The one that surprised me is, well, maybe not surprised me, but I wasn't sure if he would have gone better. He's run a better figure than Cracksman, who won the champion stakes back in 2018. He won that by about eight lengths, and it was a demolition job. So he's bettered that horse. Um, it's definitely one of the best performances I've ever seen live. Um, it, it may even be the best. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, it'd be hard for anyone to argue the fact that it is the best performance you've ever seen. Like, it's something that you sort of just, you have to watch and just believe it. Like, you know, when someone says, he's just put six on him, you're like, yeah, right. But like, nah, like he's just, he's absolutely put him to the sword in a couple of bounds. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. To the fact, when I spoke to my old man before he got on the plane this morning, I told him that Bayed had won, and he go, he was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, of course Bayed won," yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, Dad, like he he dropped him in two bounds," yeah. and he you could just hear like he was like, "Whoa," <laughs> like he <laughs> it's it's just funny how uh, yeah I don't know I think it's, just, it's pretty special yeah that's what it is at the three hundred meter mark I don't even think he was in front yet. So the fact he's won by six no. and he's done it all within the last furlong mm. is just unbelievable. The only other thing we want to mention uh, at York last night, this impressive Doville legend uh, won and hot off the press, I'm not sure if this is news to everyone, but he's bound for the Melbourne Cup and Karen McAvoy, Karen McAvoy will be riding, uh, obviously owned by Bonho, the same owner, classic legend obviously the legend horses in those are silks they, are they slightly adjusted the silks 
Because the photo that I saw last night looked like a little bit different to. Well, they don't have the uh, the red and they don't have the striped cap. So I okay, think I think yeah, that's what that, that's what yeah, it would have been. So I think that's the off putter because I remember yeah I was looking at it as well and I'm like, it's not the same as Classic Legend. It's because of the cap. Um, Dover yeah. Legend just has the plain white cap. So I'm 99% certain that Kerry McAvoy will be riding that horse in the Melbourne Cup this year, which is huge. Um, Could be a gift. The bloke needs a winner. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he's struggling old K-Mac, he but he's a bit like Bossy, I reckon, yeah. in his in his latter years. He's just a big-time rider. You sort of get, like, you know, when he was on Red's Alley, he stood up when it mattered. He's, you know, Cal- multiple-winning Melbourne Cup jockey. He's a big-time rider. He doesn't worry about the... Yeah. The being there has you know been there done it sort of up until the lead ups. He only uh, he only cares about the big stuff. But yeah, hundred percent. That's huge. Obviously, hopefully, there's you know lots of international flavour coming this year. Um, you know, there's probably some other notables that are running over the weekend. I think Loft, who was bought by Aussie Kerr, and his connections is racing at Chester over the weekend. Um, yeah, I think there's a few more that are running. In the, in the next little bit yep so yeah it'd be interesting to see who comes out and how they all adjust but yeah, you've got to think that the internationals have got the all the aces in their in their hand if they do come and arrive safely yeah that's half the battle I guess isn't it arriving safely mm. uh, speaking of arriving safely and speaking of big time riders there is a man making his return to Victorian racing this Saturday at the Valley and his name is Blake Shin huge so obviously punters will remember um, he you know took it all before him back in 2017 Cox Plate Day, four winners and obviously the second and the closest probably anyone ever got to beating Winks um, when Humidor got so close. It's probably one of the best second place rides that you'll ever see. Like if if you wanted to frame a, a losing ride as the best best ride out there, the Humidor ride would. Would have to be close, wouldn't it? 100%. He saved all the ground, um, and Winks kind of hit the front, and then all of a sudden you just see this green, these green silks start to come around the field, and under a hold, like Blake was like <laughs> sitting there at the 200, and he still hadn't gone for it yet, and everyone's like, oh no, this might be the day she loses. Yeah, well, it's uh, it was a dead set peach that he did give it. Um, obviously, Winks, she just those good horses. They just find a second, they find a little gear when there probably isn't one there. But um, yeah, he's. I think he's in for a big spring. Obviously, there's been a few decent stables that have given him support first. Um, first, you know, meeting back, and you'd expect that because he's a world class jockey. You know, he's probably the third best jockey that was riding in Hong Kong behind Joe Marrero and Zach Purton and they're, you know, two of the highest regarded jockeys in the world. So he's going to come back in and I think he's going to fit relatively straight back in. Um, obviously, it'd be a bit performance-based. You'd think, you know, it's all got to be warranted. You can't just come back in and doesn't matter how good you are. You're not just going to come in and step on people's toes and be given the reward straight away. But he, he's going to be well well-respected from the right stables and he's getting he's going to be put on some good flesh so yeah you know he's a world class jockey and that's what we want in Melbourne 
over the spring carnival. You know, you want the best competing against the best on the best horses. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm keen to see how he goes. Um, yeah, you'll get to see it for your own eyes on Saturday. Obviously, you'll be at the track working and and watching as well. So yeah, no, I can't wait. Uh, to be honest, There's one thing you can say about Shinny is he is the ultimate professional, and you'll be you can rest assured that his preparation he is. He is like Craig Williams. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it for what's happening in racing. Just a couple of things to mention, obviously, the internationals and also the return of Blake Shin. Get into the bets next. Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Yes, yeah. that's it, brother. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. One thing that we forgot to mention uh, in the What's Happening in Racing segment before we get into the bets was very elegant. Is returning Sunday? Yes, Sunday night. Sunday, 2,000 metre group one and Frankie Dettori to, to ride, I'm pretty sure. So, the king on the queen. Yeah, that's huge. He's never ridden a Melbourne Cup winner, but now he gets to have a sit on a Melbourne Cup winner. So yeah. it, was, it was funny listening to him in that interview the other night. Um, yeah. Hopefully she kicks off, kicks off well. Obviously she's going to get soft ground from all reports, uh, what we heard today, and and two thousand meters is going to be right in her sweet spot. So all the reports are if she's settled in well and she's you know she's going as good as what they think she she is, she should be very hard to beat come Sunday. So obviously, um, yeah, obviously we want to see her do well. It's going to be interesting to see how she goes, how she measures up. Keeping a keen eye on that for sure. All right, let's get to the bets. Let's do it. We go to uh, the main Metro Melbourne meeting. It's at the Valley. Uh, the rail's out five metres this week, so that's a little bit interesting. Um, it's a soft six at the moment, but just as, as just as I was stepping out onto the, on the training track tonight, it started coming down. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we're playing on a on a genuine heavy track this week. Um, the ground is still quite fresh at the valley and it is still a little bit shifty, especially when, when a couple of horses start going over it. So I'd expect that you want to be finding horses who do handle the wet. Um, but often often when it is like this, it, it does even up a little. So hopefully it plays fair, rail out five meters and we'll be looking at wet trackers. Okay, race one, 1200 meters. Um, I didn't have too many opinions here. I thought the favourite uh, little Miss Kuby did did tick a lot of boxes, um, but this is not really a race I'm too interested in. No, Do you have a too, bet? That's too hard for me, but just the interesting form lines. I think this Hal Hasno Fury goes good. Um, obviously, Shinny's on that, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but... Um, uh, only other one is that Miss Subley. Obviously, yeah. it's got that real good form line that I like. Um, through Nanagai last start, pushed it, and obviously it's got that close second behind uh, Manhattan Thunder, who features a little bit later on. So it's it's probably got the good form line, Geordie on, but yeah, it was a was a race that I was happy to stay out and watch. To be fair, yeah, 
that's fair. All right, race two, 1500 meter three-year-old handicap. I am going to get interested in this race. I'm with the favorite, number seven, Presenium Arch, and it's Blake Shin on top. Straight into the winner's store, I think, here, here Blakey. Um, I'm pretty keen on this horse. Obviously, last start, there wasn't a whole lot between Presenium Arch and Castilian. This horse does have creds on the heavy eight. Uh, on debut, he, uh, sorry, she, three-year-old filly, won really well, uh, led all the way there. So drawn two, I think Shin can go forward. And, you know, there are some good riders in this race, but I think he could well be the best rider in the race on the best horse in the race. And for me, $3.50 is a backable price to take about that. Yeah, I put this one in the too hard basket as well. Yeah, I'm not giving the punters much early, but I'm pretty confident as we get through. Yep. Yeah. Right, we'll bat straight on to race three, another 1,500-meter handicap. This is okay. actually... Okay, this is actually, yeah. This is, yeah, so am I. This is actually quite a nice race. Uh, the likes of Lakeen, he was he bolted in last start the valley on a, on a wet track. Forgot you, he could be the class runner of the field. He's he's actually three from three at the valley, so absolutely loves the joint. And then you go to the likes of Free to Move, Shot of Irish now in the Patrick Payne stable, uh, Pro Consent, Biometric Romancer, uh, Desert Icon Rusu, and our girl Cyclone Sally looks like she's going to take up the lead here with with Craig Newt aboard. We'll be back and I'll let you go first. Yeah, Willow. Keen here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just has to this has to be a bet, I think, here. It's the, the horse that's probably most forward um, in the race. He was obviously super last start, but he did get the PR. But I think he's likely to get the same here. I think Shot of Irish... Cyclone Sally and Kiss Me If You Can are all going to be forward in the running and he's just going to be able to slot in just behind. Um, yeah, I just think he'd be just too good for him here. Soft track was no good. He is a bit of a... a he does like throwing the toys out of the cot if it does get a bit hard, but I don't think... I don't think he's going to have that situation here. Forgot You surely has absolutely none from one. Like, where's this thing going to be? It's going to be back in the ruck... First up, you know, they've been pretty vocal that they're trying to get him into some better races, so obviously he's going to have to be winning to get in his, ra- his rating up, but it's hard to see him winning first up, Yeah, I thought, especially if he's going to be having a, a long preparation. And I couldn't get free to move as short as it is. Like, it's one of Benchmark 70 last start. Gross. It only gets three and a half kilos from Lacane. I just couldn't quite work out how it was so short. And I could find a lot of reasons not to back the rest of them. So, yeah, I was pretty keen at at $3.20 that I backed it before. Obviously, there's been a little nibble. It's back into $3 now. Um, are you with or against? I am 100% with. This is one of the better bets of the day, punters, Lakeen. Um, fourth up, look, there's going to be more tempo here. There's going to be more pressure. But that's exactly why I love him back to 1500 um, last start, he won at the mile and he won really well. He smashed, he smashed a decent field in that benchmark 100. Um, but back to 1500 here, I think that's perfect given there's more tempo in the race. Um, he's going to get the absolute perfect run. He's rock hard fit. 
I don't think $3 is going to last. I think he's starting $2.40 kind of range. So yeah. if you can snap up $3 or better, I think that's a great bet. He proved the last start he handles a wet track. He proved he handles the valley. Um, we know Willow's riding on the crest of a wave right now, and I'm pretty happy to be on. As you mentioned, forgot you. We went to do a video with Trent uh, busted in during the week, and he actually said this horse might have five, six, seven runs this prep. So mm. they're leaving. They've got to be That's leaving a, a, a lot of meat on the bone. Barrier one, I know he's got a fantastic Valley record, but he comes up against a rock-hard fit horse here who... Who I know he has his convictions, but he is a horse. Um, forgot you was kind of beating up on on some three year old numbers last year, so he has to take that step up. Um, he won't mind mind a wet track at all, but he's going to be in the death death chair position at the valley, um, back and buried on the rails. And I think they'll just be happy to see him run into third or fourth. Mm. Yeah, huge. All right, race four. 2,500 metre, benchmark 78. Hateful horses. <laughs> there is, but there's one horse that I think has got a bit of ability in this race. But I think yep. he's got a bit of meow about him as well. <laughs> so Who I'm sitting on the fence, Impulsor. Okay, yep. At $8.50. Um, look, Farago's been up a millennium, is going well. I've never been a Mimi's Award fan. She's got a bit of meow about her. Duke of Hastings going good. Um, Rudaha ridden upside down last start. But yeah, the the one that I would want to back is Impulsor. He's got the good wet form. I think he's pretty progressive. Like I know he only won a benchmark 70 on the synthetic last start, but he did carry a lot of weight and did it with a lot of ease. Mellon gave him a peach. Obviously, this horse was good on Australian debut winning and then flopped at its next start when it was a $4 favourite. So, obviously, the market had enough of an opinion of it to have it, you know, a $4 favourite at its second Australian start. So, I'm quite happy to butter up and have a little investment at $8.50. But it by no means is he a, a good bet because they're a bit of a hateful bunch here. But I think this horse has a little bit of talent. And I'm happy to have a bet and find out. Yep. MZ for, for Mara and Eustace, $8.50 last start winner. I wouldn't be complaining about that. So I might be able to follow you in there, but as I said, it's it's not a race I want to get too interested in. Race five, it's one of the one of the features of the day. It's the listed Mackenzie Stakes, twelve hundred meters for the three year olds. There are some very nice horses here. Fujita San is the favourite. We go out to Crosswinds. Not sure. Stable have come out and said he might not be running on a wet track. It looks like it's going to be a, w- a wet track. Uh, the top weight, let's roll the dice. Obviously had some good two-year-old figures. Al Padrino, Chester Warrior, and Charlemagne, who was a last start second at the Valley. I think we might be butting horns here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're butting horns. If you're buttering up for the favourite, we're definitely locking horns. It's got none but anyway um i'm happy to have a two bet play here my on top selection because i think it's the most likely runner is number four shalaman um he's fit and ready to peak here third up brings in the best form i think in the race currently which is the alpha one form 
who obviously was just pipped by Giga Kick, who's right up there as the benchmark for the Coolmore. So I think there's a few horses that are obviously going to go towards a Coolmore in this race, and there's obviously a few that are going to go towards a, a Guineas. Um, Shalaman is more the sprinting type. I think the wet track's going to be no problems for him. He's going to be forward in the run, and I think that's going to be advantageous with the rail out five metres on Saturday, and I think he's definitely overs at $12. And the other one that I wanted to back if it gets a start is another horse that I am a bit of a fan of in crosswinds. Um, I think he's a very good sprinter. Um, and that tight that form ties in with what we we're talking about before. I think Nana Guy's a pretty smart Nana Guy's a pretty smart filly. Um, he held her um, that must have been was it was it William Reed night? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So I was obviously there that night, um, and it was a bit painful because I had Nana Guy going for a better result. But they're both pretty progressive horses. If it runs, I'm happy to be with. I just wanted to be against Let's Roll the Dice and Fajita San purely because I think they're going to be better over further. Um, def- more so, definitely, Let's Roll the Dice. He's like an out-and-out miler. Fajita San could be good enough to win here first up, but the Maurices usually don't like it wet, um, and I was just a little bit grey with the map, so... Yeah. I didn't really give much love to El Padrino. And the other horse that I could spec would be Chester Warwick because I think he's pretty progressive. But, yeah, I was pretty happy to back Shalaman and Crosswinds if they're in the race, but I have a feeling you're against both of them. Uh, I'm not against Shalaman. I could definitely... Look, I definitely think he's around the $12 mark. I could definitely take a piece of that. In fact, I might do it right now. <laughs> um Crosswinds, I don't know why you spent 10 minutes talking about him because he's not going to be running. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Maurice is, was one of my favorite horses, the the beast from Japan. And I think this horse has been very impressive. I, I take your point about the wet track. He might not handle it, but a lot of these other horses in the field might not handle it also. Um, he ran second on debut to Zambagini. Uh, that is stand by, stand by. Yeah, he's he's Matt Laurie as well. I think he's the better of the of the two compared to Charlemagne. And his win at Sandown was absolutely electric at start two. Uh, it rated four lengths above above the old benchmark overall. And I think he actually maps okay here from Barrier Three. I think Crosswinds is going to come out, but I still think I still think his price is going to hold up um, for Hita San. I, I don't see it coming into a ridiculously short price because there are a couple of horses here that they're going to back. Like they're going to back Charlemagne. He's not he's not starting twelve dollars. He's starting single figures. So even with the even if Crosswinds does get scratched, I still see a world where we're getting two dollars eighty plus for the favourite and. At that price, I'm I'm pretty happy to be with him. I, I think he's very very smart. So, yeah, happy to be with Fajita Sam, but I'll I'll take your bet with Charlemagne as well. Huge. All right, race six, first leg of the quaddy, and it's four dollars a field. Sixteen hundred meter benchmark seventy eight, 
Mayfair Spirit, the old Bloodstock horse for Kieran Moore and David Eustace heads the market. Um, and then we're out to a couple numbers, none, none more so than Dirty Deeds. <laughs> Sitting there at $10. Are there wow. any thoughts on this race? Well, it's going to be hard for the quaddy. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's the thought. Oh, I forgot about the quaddy. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, let's hope we go one better than last week. That was a bit painful. Well, um, okay, stand by. Let's get some quaddy numbers. I don't actually have a bet in the race, do you? No. No. Do you want to do the quaddy race by race, or do you want to touch on it at the end? No, we've got to do it race by race. Let's do it. All right, we've got to take the six. Mayfair oh, Spirit. Let me write this down. I'll put it in the phone. <clears throat> Bear with us, punters. Unorganised bunch we are tonight. Well, I'm glad you remembered the quaddy because I would have forgotten. Oh, what happened last week? We just we didn't get the first leg. We got bombed out in the first leg. And then we got the last three. 30 to 1. In the time ratings, punters. Uh, let's look at it let's look at you better check any... that stuff <laughs> let's look at it okay so these horses are going in the quaddy because they're in the top four in the time ratings number six Mayfair Spirit yeah N- number 13 Night Passage yep number 12 It's True yep and number two Do You Reckon could be the leader if it gets across from the wide barrier okay well Zoltan's got to go in Zoltan's got to go in I want to have yep. Mark of the Man in Aaron Purcell Narone and Heavenly Emperor have got to go in okay we cut there that'll probably that'll that'll probably do us I guess alright move on to the second hit and hope alright 2000 metre quality handicap Um, this race has been a good horses race in in recent years I think Almanda might have won it or ran second Um, there's been some other good horses kind of kick kick their preparations off here um lots of good cup horses so the number one top weight is a good horse his name's gold trip he carries the 62 kilos here uh we remember back to last year he was scratched from uh from the vets on vets advice um because they think he was lame or his walk wasn't mm. good something like that but anyway that's that, that's above me he was a nine dollar chance to win the cox plate um he comes here after a terrific first up effort. He ran third behind uh, Crosstalk, who obviously went down today, but I think that horse might just be a little bit superior on a wetter track and when he can get complete control. I think I've got to back this horse, number one gold trip. I know he's got the big weight, but the market's saying he's only a 25% chance of winning or less, given he's $4 plus and... I think there, I think there's a bit of fat in that price. Um, he is the class runner of this field. I l- absolutely love the booking of Mark Zara on top, and look, he deserves to have this weight. He is the class runner of the field, and yeah, he's up against a couple stable mates. I know, I know the stable have a high opinion of this horse, so happy to back him in. Um, I could. Possibly have a little saver on number seven, Mohican Heights. I think this horse is flying. And I know... Uh, what? Uh, no, it's just... A, he's a bit of a pretentious fucking pretender. <laughs> Waller's got a couple of those, but... 
Um, yeah, I could have a small saver on him. Interesting to note that Blue Cup has gone from Maren Eustace to Matt Kimani. Interesting or not? Horses are much good, so I'm not I'm not overly surprised to be fair. Well, he almost won last start. I know it was only a seventy eight, but I don't know. I reckon Kieran's just gone, this thing's a head case, take him off me. Yeah, well he, he I don't think he's much good. Um, I'm with you on Gold Trip. I think he's a great bet at four dollars. But the other one that I want to have a little saver on is Rolex. Pre to turn. Um, he's the up and comer, the new kid on the block. He ran super last start. He's only going to strip fit a second up. He returns to a track and trip, which he obviously likes because he won the won the, the group two there last preparation. The only query with him is the wet track, but mm. he wouldn't want it worse than a seven, but a six or better, I think he'll be okay. Um. I don't think, like, if he's obviously running, Matty Brown's obviously confident enough that he's going to get through it. He's not just going to waste runs with him. So if he's there to play, I'm I'm happy to back him in and think that he's uh, he's a good winning chance. But I think we can sort of trim this leg of the quaddy up, to be fair. I think we only need one gold trip, two man can. I've got one Ruffy in here. I don't. We don't have to put him in. The Irish Flame. He's a good wet tracker and he loves the valley. That was the only reason I didn't mind him. No yep. weight. He's going to be forward, and then we can put Mohegan Heights in as well as pre to turn. I don't think we need to have any more. I'm happy yep. to risk Borna King Blue Cup. Um, and the word from the word from interpretation from Aussie Keir today was he doesn't think he's good. He's he's got enough speed in his legs to win over two thousand meters. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that then. Um, Smoke and Roman sitting there at fifteen dollars. Mm, just yes, needs further. I've, he's a good horse. He's a good horse, but I I just thought one more. I thought third, fourth up. Mm. But you'd love to know what they're doing. Yeah, if they're rolling forward. Yeah, these gates open and he rolls forward. Then he's not a fifteen dollars chance. He's got to go in the quaddy just in case because if he won and we didn't get the quaddy. Yeah, put it this way. This is going to sound stupid, but there's there's going to be a split in this race because if Gold Trip doesn't win, there's a massive chance it's a, a value selection. Yeah, if Smoke and Romans was eight dollars in this field, you probably wouldn't bat an eyelid. No, you wouldn't. And that's that's why I'm just like, shit. He's just sitting there at a big price. He was backed on first up as well. He was about seventeens in the twelves. Yeah, look, Gets he's got to dry. he's got to make a big improvement. And he's only going to two thousand meters second up. So look, probably not, probably not. But yeah, he's, he's got to go in just in case. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Rolex for pre to turn. <laughs> the little back story behind that is that's his uh, stable name punters. So when Matthew Brown bought a couple of horses, there he named them all after luxury luxury brands. And you go and see this horse, um, and he is. He is the glitz and glamour of the stable, so that's why they called him Rolex. Race 8, Carline Stakes, 1,000 metres. This is an absolute cracker. Extremely lucky that the Adelaide visitor comes over here. He's been running some absolutely huge numbers. Showmanship, we don't think he's going to run here. We think he's going to be in Sydney. Then we're out to Generation, Ballinipatina, Oxy Road, Maliva. 
uh, Esla Rocker. Rock and Horse, the Group 1 winner that kicked everyone out of the quaddy in the new market. Uh, the move gets a run. Uh, Mosman Gorge for Blake Shin and Bless Her. The two scratchings are Tequila Time and, and Yulong Command. I don't think Yulong Command likes the wet. So the move gets a run as first emergency. You can lead off here because I'm grey-ish. Okay. Uh, I've got to declare my hand and Nico probably wants to kill me for this but I took a bet of $26 for Balanipatina all in and I didn't tip it I I don't know I just didn't really I kind of just saw it there I'm like oh that that could be overs and I backed it and I'm you didn't even tip it you didn't even tip it to me punters so don't feel like don't feel like we've kept something from you because I, I'm not even on uh, yeah so obviously I'm on a really good price there I, I think she I think she does have a really good chance. Um, she usually... It'd be a uh, shame if she goes to Sydney. It will be. It will be. You'll be wrapped. <laughs> oh, no, I hope it runs for you. Um, but yeah, I think I think she's one of the two main chances in this race. Um, she can run well fresh, and, and I don't think a 1,000 metres will be any issue for her. Williams will have her near enough to the speed, and look... She was very, very unlucky not to win a Manicato last year. Um, we were on the winner jonker, but I, I thought she probably should have won. She got held up on the on the turn, and she was absolutely steaming late. So she is a genuine group horse, um, and she's already a winner for me. So she's she's definitely one of the two main chances, and she's seven dollars right now. The other main chance is obviously this SA horse, extremely lucky. He's been running 10 lengths above the all benchmark for his final 200 metres at his last two starts, which is just... Insane. It's just completely unheard of, punters. Um, he's, a, he's a gelding by extreme choice, and he's got that speed of extreme choice. His late splits are absolutely enormous. Um, he is a winner on a soft track. He hasn't gone to a heavy just yet, so it'll be interesting to see where this uh, where this track goes to, but... I do have to make him a winner as well because this could be this could be one out of the box. Um, this this could be an, a genuine Group One sprinter. There are no, I don't think there are any showmanship excluded. I think he's going to Sydney. There are no other genuine Group One sprinters in this field. I know Rock and Horse won a Group One, but I'm happy to forget about that. <laughs> this extremely lucky could be a genuine Group One horse. He's already into equal favourite for the Moya. Um, I can't wait to see him get out to get out to twelve hundred meters as well. But um, he might run a nice second in the morning anyway. He might not be able to catch Alpha One. Alpha One <laughs> go on. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. He's coming to the valley for the first time, and he's a horse who does get back. But by race eight in the day, I think those inside lanes will start to chop up a little bit. I don't think the valley will be as leaderish as some people might think. I think it'll be reasonably fair. Um, it was fair last time it was in the five-meter position, so my fingers crossed it is that way anyway. Um, and extremely lucky does look very, very hard to beat. So he probably goes on top from Balanipatina second. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... The only little query or grey-up I had was obviously a 1,000 meters at the valley if... It's favouring leaders. That was my only query. But I think Jamie's mm. going to show the initiative. 
she's going to be a little more forward um, and just hand the keys to the best jockey and he's got to turn a foot that will get him out of most situations. So, yeah, look, he's probably your default selection with showmanship going to Sydney. Um, I'm with you, everything that you've said about Balani Patina. She is, she is working the house down. She's just a good little honest horse. She always tries. It's more than you can say for some other horses. Um, and the only other only other horse I wanted to chuck in is another little favourite of mine, and that's Generation, because he's much the same. He always tries. The wet track's going to be no issue for him. He really took a step. The end of last preparation, obviously, only beaten two lengths in a um, in the William Reed. Or... William Reed. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I think he's a he's a proper horse. Happy to be with. Um, yeah, so I think they're the only three that we need in the quaddy. Yeah, uh, I think so. Obviously, yeah, I... Rose is going to scratch. Malia is a squib. Esther LaRock is no, not good enough. Rock yeah. and horse, get on the plane. The, the only move, one enough. I thought maybe, maybe, is this Mosman Gorge. He's mm. probably not good enough. But I don't know. He does have he does have some decent thousand meter creds, and he does have some decent creds on wet tracks. Blake Shin goes on from Barrier Five. Um, he had one start on a heavy track, and I know it says zero, but if you go back and watch that heavy track run, he. He had absolutely none. He flopped out the gates and he made his run along the inside and he was absolutely storming home. He doesn't run top three, but 200 meter, 100 metres past the post, he's in front. Mm. So I think I really want to put him in the quaddy as well. I know I know, it's, we're going a bit wide here, but $26. All right, so two, four, five, and eight. Yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. Race nine to, to round out the card is the Dr. Sheehan Plate. 1,200 metres, benchmark 84. The Garden returns here for Simon Wild. Uh, ben Malm is going on and taking the ride, so that's huge. I know you're a fan of this horse. I know you're also a fan of 6x63, who ran second to the to Varenskova last start down the straight. Then we go to, to Chartres and Sessions Road, Sagra Place, and Exeter, who we know loves the valley. Tricky race. Yep. Very tricky race. Probably got a little torn whether I want to back the garden or not. As you touched on, he's a favourite of mine, this horse, but just don't know if he's going to be quite screwed down to be launching into first up. Yep. That's my only query. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't clear enough to declare him as a bet, but I, I think there's some decent value in this link in this league of the quaddy. Okay, um, I do have two bets. Yeah, you go. Um, I think one horse we just have to pen is number eleven, six by sixty-three. I think he's a nice horse but going to Flemington to the Valley and he's drawn barrier one as a get-back sprinter. He's $5 and I think he is the hole in the market. 
the garden is a nice horse, but he's some of his wins have been against kind of average opposition. He's won at seventy eight level, sixty four level. These and, horses aren't that good. I'll mention my two bets. Number 10, Chartre. First up, last prep. Ran third in a group three. I know it was only a small field, but 2.3 lengths of uh, finance tycoon that day. Um, and was actually quite unlucky in the run. Do you know who ran second in that race? Tell me. Generation. So that form is pretty red hot. Pretty red hot. Um, that was the zedative. So this horse can really sprint well fresh. Uh, Ethan Brown, Matt Laurie, he's one for one on the heavy track. So for me, he's a bet around the $5.56 mark. He's the main bet in the race, and I am pretty keen. The other horse that I'm just going to have a small bet on, not sure if he's good enough, but this session's road, Absolutely mm. ate the mud last start at Sandown. Uh, came came from last good on the turn. Uh, yeah, as you said, good horse. I think he goes a thousand meters to twelve hundred. <coughs> um, bless you. He won't mind that. Uh, he's drawing out and he's going to get back. But yeah, he's he's eleven starts for five wins, so he is a winner. He handles the wet track and keen to see him out to out to twelve hundred meters second up. Like it, like it a lot. All right, Cody, who's who's the value you were talking about? Well, Sam's image is there, staring at eighteen dollars. Alana claims under the minimum. Ran fucking well last start, but yeah, I just don't know about it on a wet track. So. Mm. I want to kind of leave it out, but that well, one of your boyfriends has got to go in the quaddy. Exeter. Yeah. yeah. This is this is him tried and true. Valley, soft ground. It's got to go in. Another hateful horse, but it's got to go in as well as Zakat. It's been trialing well. Change of stables, wet track, no problems. You know, like three lengths off Big Parade. First up, last prep. That's good enough form, you know. Two and a half lengths off Count the Rupee. Two and a half lengths off Quantico. That's that's proper form for yeah. a race like this. So he's got to go in. Um, I don't know. What did you think about Sacred Palace? I half want to risk it. I know it's all its career runs and wins are at 1,200, but... No, we're taking it on. He's fucking had a lot of runs. We've got to take it on, don't we? Yeah, you can, we can't take them all. So this I thing, think... this thing has no gate speed and it's drawn thirteen. Yeah, it's going to be spotting them eight lengths. Yeah, the garden's going in. If you don't want six by sixty-three, he doesn't have to go in. But yeah, all right, we'll take the garden. We'll take six. We'll take. Uh, we're leaving. So we'll take six. three. All right. Well, yeah. We'll so go. We'll, in, take, we'll go in order. We'll go three. So three, five, six. Five, six, nine, nine ten, ten, thirteen. Do you want thirteen? No, leave it out. I think it might scratch. What about Belsiel? So oh, fuck. 
brings a bit of Dea from up from Sydney. Hmm. It's the only Surely one. not good enough. Well, it's had one start for one minute, really, but. Three starts back. Got within a length of Little Stevie, who won last week at Caulfield. That was an 84. This is an 84. One of, one of Mayor's 84 um, at the Valley on Cox Plate Day last year. Is that 21st of the 8th? Yeah. Well, if Balciel goes in, Sam's image has to, because if we get one of these 20 to 1 shots wins and we don't have the other one in there. Actually, that would have been Manicato Stakes, not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, put them in. We're not going to miss getting the quaddy. Let's just hope we get a split. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for Melbourne. We're only going to cover the two states, I believe. Oh, you might have one in... Um... Oh, we'll quickly mention it, but it's not really much. Yeah, good. okay. All right, we'll go to Ramwick. Uh, what have we got in terms of the rail? It's out three metres. Um... What's doing soft six at the moment? Um, Randwick. I think they've actually got better weather than Melbourne. So, yeah, they've only got a, a small amount of rainfall, so it's probably going to stay uh, that five, six kind of range. I think races five, six, seven, eight, uh, they're kind of the main races that I want to look at. Did you have anything else earlier? Uh, no, I'm five, six, eight as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, twelve hundred meters. The Moss Troop. Uh, oh no, the Moston Copper. Moss Trooper. What am I saying? Bloody jumps race. Um, <laughs> twelve hundred <laughs> meters. King of Sparta. KOS carries the fifty-eight here. He's three dollars. Number six showmanship has been well supported ever since uh, on the radio this morning. Uh, it looks like he's going to to run here. He opened $6. That would have been absolutely amazing. He's into $3.40. So big go there. Uh, and then we're out to Embracer. This horse ran in an Everest. Not sure how. Special reward, Electric Girl, Prime Candidate, Chat, Bandaper, Rocketing By, and Sonnet Star. I see the Peters colors. I see J-Mac on, and I bet. Best of the day. Oh, huge. Nope. No bullshit. Yeah, pretty keen showmanship. Um, we've been waiting for this horse to return. Obviously, we were, we were keen last week. Um, he's a favourite of ours. I well, love this horse. He's got to be a favourite of ours when he's won seven starts from only, seven races from only nine starts. And he's a favourite because he's a winner. Exactly right. He's a winner. He's got a cracking turn of foot. He's got a terrific will to win. He's bundled us out. Uh, not only in WA but a couple of times in Melbourne. Drawn Barrier won here, and I and I really love that they're going to Randwick because he gets twelve hundred meters here. Uh, you reckon Pikey's a little bit shitty? You reckon this is one of his horses? You reckon he's got yeah, his true. nose out of joint? That's a fit. You reckon he gave? Point. You reckon he gave Bob a phone call and said, "Hey, what the fuck's going on? Why is J Mac on this and not me?" <laughs> Maybe that that's a fair point you make. He's going to ride Electric Girl to some hawk's number instead of a horse that he absolutely loves. He's always spoken about showmanship in such a high regard. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he, he'll win here. And 
he'll start with a two in front showmanship. He's only got to beat this king of cat at the front. <laughs> at the top. He's a false favourite. I put the sword through him last start, and I'll put the sword through him again. He's got lots of meow about him, this bloke. King of Sparta. Hmm. Doesn't like it tough. And it'll be tough. Showmanship will be breathing fire. I think he's clear best bet. Like he's just—he's a weighted certainty in this race. Yeah, Fifty-four gets, and a half kilos. He gets it incredibly well. Like, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't win. Let me put it that way. He ran super in the one groom. Obviously, it was bittersweet for us because we were on a very nice price, but he didn't like the heavy ground and just kept coming. Beat all bar the informed Frankie Pino, who should have gone close in a good wood. You know, like, that form's as good as anything else in here anyway. They're not much good, this lot. So, yeah, I thought I thought he was probably the best bet of the day. Pretty comfortably. Starts with a two in front of it. Huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming with. He should still have some residual fitness from the bull. Uh, a soft they reckon track. He's, they reckon he's more forward this yeah. time in than he was in the one groom so if he's more forward than then yeah, he'd have to look be. out and I love the fact he's on a soft track and not, on, not a heavy track he's obviously had mm. a couple of feet problems and he does get through a wet track but yeah I just think it steps up perfect I'm kind of happy that J-Mac is on instead of Pikey because Pikey might have just been a little bit too negative from barrier one I think J-Mac will have this horse midfield on the fence and I think it's going to be mighty hard to hold out if he can produce form anywhere near his best. Race 6, Premier's Cup, 2,000 metres. Uh, Lord Ardmore, Francesco Guardi, Grow Ferry, Yee Yee, Too Much to Bear and Raging Bull, impressive last start winner. Skyman's also um, in the field. Not sure if he runs or not. <laughs> Fucking Skyman. <laughs> Um, he does have the same silks as the favourite Lord Ardmore and I see no reason to jump off this horse uh, obviously it was one of our better bets last uh, was it last week or a fortnight ago might have been a fortnight ago and I just see no reason to jump off here he's drawn perfectly in barrier 5 out to 2000 metres is no problem at all keeps Hugh Bowman stays 56 kilos so he gets in well at the weights yet again um, and all his form since being in Australia is is actually really, really good. He he edged mm. out. He was just edged out by Quetor, um in a good race in a benchmark 88 at, at Randwick over 2,000 metres. Huetor went on to win the, the Doombin Cup, beating um, Zaki. So I don't think it matters if this is a, a good track, a soft five, a soft six, a soft seven. Lord Ardmore, he goes on top. Uh, he's won his last two starts really well. And first up, he ran huge over 1,300 metres. Obviously, that was too short. But, yeah, pretty keen. I, I think this may be my best of the day in Sydney. $3.20. Well, hey. Lord Morrowmore. <laughs> huge. That's what we've been calling him in the chat. Um, yeah, I could come with you there. No, nothing for me to add. Oh, awesome. Bet. Nico, I'm going to have to get you to introduce this race while I grab oh, nice. my, while I grab yeah, my we got charger. Race 
Yeah, yeah. Race 7. Uh, I think we should just touch on it. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet on it, but there's uh, some nice horses, race, so we'll, we'll touch on it. Race 7, the toy show quality. Zapateo is our favourite from the Godolphin stable. Rachel King to steer, $4 favourite. From Jamea at $6. Boom Nova from six, at $6. Bella Nipatina, obviously Jewel entered in Melbourne. If she does... Uh, choose to run in Sydney. J Mac will steer six dollars fifty. Bellucci Babe eight dollars. Fatus ten dollars. Smirnova Nico's girlfriend at thirteen dollars. Sky Command at fourteen dollars. Volpine dollars. Volpine at sixteen dollars. <laughs> right, your ticket. The rest. <laughs> now, who are you with here? Um, no, I don't actually have a have a bet in the race yet, but. I thought I thought we should just touch on a couple um, horses. I think Zapatea. A lot of people have it as their best of the day up in Sydney, and it's four dollars. So blue jackets flying. Yeah, it's a nice mare. Um, I do get a little bit nervous backing Rachel on a horse who gets back in the field. I like her more mm. up the front. Um, Smurn over. What 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 was the reason for scratching? First up, no Not idea. Sure. Sits sits very enticing here at thirteen dollars. Hmm. I don't know. I am a little grey on the race. Like the likes of Fatus or Bellucci Babe, they could easily win this race without surprising. And they're kind of eight dollars, ten dollars. You've got Ballin Patina there sitting as the top weight at six dollars. That Queensland, 50. that Queensland horse is just a winner too. Boom Nova, yeah. Hmm. Um, what is this race? It's eleven hundred. Yeah. Tricky race. Yeah, it is a tricky race for sure. I might let no. it go through the keeper. Let's not have any more air time. Alright, wing stakes. Punters, we're finally back. Group one racing is back in Australia. And there's some absolute ripper horses here. Let's quickly go through the market. Animo. The Cox Plate runner-up, $2.40. Forbidden Love, disappointing first up. She's $6. Moonga in the New Haven Silks. They look disgusting. He's $6.50. <laughs> Fangirl, $7. Profondo, $13. What can he show this prep? He'll need to show something more. Hinged is $13. Jewess on a Cups campaign, $17. Halal, $19. Ice Bath, $31. Benno and Stockman, $61. And $126, respectively. Well, what many people say is the best horse in Australia. Mm. It's time for him to step up and be counted for now. <clears throat> he's not in. He's not beaten up against his own age group anymore. Don't get me wrong; I'm a fan of Animo, absolutely am. But he's going to take that step from three to four, and that's a big step for a lot of horses. So, look, I think he is a deserved favourite. And I love the fact that he's at 1,400 metres first up this time, not 1,200 metres. I think that's a massive, massive difference. And I think that could be the difference um, of him winning or losing here. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen. And I think there's only one other danger. And that is Moanga, who is the first up specialist. You know, he's forward in his preparations because... They know once they get out and trip against the better horses, he isn't uh, probably isn't as good as them. 
So this is a real target race for him, I think. He should be on a preparation towards something like a champion's mile. Last day of the carnival. A mile's his sweet spot. I know he ran in the Cox Plate last year, but I think that just sort of sees him out. I think he's a 14 to 600 metre horse. I'd love for Annabelle to go that way with him because I think that'd be a great race to pick out in the calendar. But yeah, I think it's a pretty easy situation. You back or launch Animo, depending on how confident you are. You save Moanga. Forbidden Nun <laughs> is going to live up to her name. I'll put my neck out here and make a bold statement. I'll, I've said this in the chat today and I'm happy to say it here. I think we might not see the same horse that we did last preparation. She went horrible. Horrible first up. She doesn't get a wet track here, which she likes. So back on top of the ground. And, yeah, I just don't think we're going to see the same horse. And you obviously have the the jockey change from Hugh to, to Rachel King. Like, doesn't exactly sit well in your stomach, does it? So, um, I know a few people are kicking up for Fangirl, but she's got to bring that Phillies form to open grade. Profondo, it's interesting to see how he comes back. Mm. I don't know if he's much good, to be fair. Um, Hinge is the one that I thought she'd... I tried to get a market, but I couldn't get one. I tried to get a market for Hinge to beat the rest of the mares home in this race, but they wouldn't give me one. (laughs) Weak pricks. (laughs) But yeah, I think she can run a race at each way odds. Like she's... If you're having trifectas, first fours and stuff... I think she's definitely a place chance. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much seeing the race almost identical to you, so I don't really need to touch on too much but other than repeat what you already said. I think Animo, uh, I've loved the trials. He, he definitely has claims to being the best horse in Australia. He, he could take that mantle this, this spring preparation. We'll soon see. Um... Love the fact he's resuming at 1,400. He won't mind. It's not going to be a dry, dry track. He, he likes a little bit of cut out of the ground. Um, so he'll, he'll, see he'll enjoy that. Forbidden Love, she's the hole in the market. I could easily mark her double figures. Um, she was very, very average first up and obviously negative JC. Moanga, he, he is the defending champion. We forgot to mention he won this race last year defeating Very Elegant. So don't worry about his trials because he can trial like a skunk and still run really well first up. Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty happy to, to back Animo. Look, I'd love a better price than 6 to 4. I would have loved if we could have got $3, but the more you do the race... I think the more you kind of realise he's not a he's not a 30% chance of winning. He's a he's a better chance of winning than that, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So he's a little bit short, but it probably is warranted. I think Moanga is the slight overs. He's six dollars fifty. You can probably get seven dollars, and he he has to be a bet at that price. I, I could easily mark him four eighty five dollars. Um, yeah, Profondo, you can't back him. Uh, you can just I think it's just watch and learn with him. Fangirl is a really nice horse and I'll be looking at her getting over further. Hinged, there wasn't too much between those two girls. Last preparation, obviously, and then uh, Jewess, this will probably be too short, 1400, but keen to see how she goes. Halal does have some decent creds and 
you know, wasn't far off Animo. Uh, second up last prep. He was a little bit... Uh, I don't know if you can take too much out of the first up run. It was just a weird race, but... He could he could figure in the money without totally surprising, but yeah. Ice bath thirty one dollars. Again, she's not a bad mare, but Blood the class is at the top. The class is at the top, so I, I am going to back number three Animo, and I'll be saving number one Mawanga, or maybe just a, a smaller result on Mawanga. Sounds good. Right, I think that's it for Metro Saturday. We've we've done the two meetings a little bit deeper. Um, well, we'll just touch on the, the following race not necessarily a bet but the Silver Shadow Stakes yep. for the Phillies good little race um, a lot of people have got In Secret as a horse to follow throughout the spring, spring so it'll be interesting to see how she goes and I think the one that the market is just sleeping on is Revolutionary Miss obviously it was uh, it ran super down here Nelly probably should have won a, a Blue Diamond um, and then went back up there on the wet track and absolutely hated it. So on that slightly better going with a few of these fillies seeing better ground probably for the first time, some of them. Um, yeah, I thought at $10 she was the one who was probably overlooked a little bit in the market. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of watch and, watch and learn races and I think um, I think that's one. Yeah, for sure. It'd be It's always interesting watching these two-year-olds go go to three-year-olds. Um, obviously, there's probably a bit more interest in the boys, but this is the Phillies division, so there are some nice horses there. Uh, Russian Conquest ran second to Cool and Gatta on the million, so she's another one who's nearly double figures. All right. Oh, you've got we'll, one at... Uh, yeah, we'll just touch on, touch on race three at Dooman. Obviously, I don't know. Are you happy to, happy to say he's one of your horses now, or are you still, you still fence it a little bit? No, I, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. definitely a fan. Go Wanji is his name. Obviously, listeners will remember. Um, we were pretty keen on him last start, and we got a price in the end. We got like $3.80 because they backed the other little squibby fave off the map. But he's just a real try, this bloke. Um, rinse and repeat come Saturday. Up a little touching grade, but... Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's destined for bigger fish and bigger ponds than... What he faces on Saturday, and he's you know he's pretty safe early in the day. I I don't really see him getting beaten, so just run him through your multis and whatnot at a dollar fifty. If he was to get to somehow, if he was to get to like a dollar seventy, dollar eighty odd, then you could probably open the shoulders. But at a dollar forty five, dollar fifty, just just a multi bet proposition. So um, yeah, be happy just to see him go around again and notch another belt to the uh, pick a fence and go from there huge could be stripped out by early on in the day <laughs> the worst thing is we've got no jumps on Sunday to say <laughs> one uh, one race we do have tomorrow night I'm not sure if you've seen this race but I've heard you're gonna <laughs> I've heard it's a group two it's at York his name is Stradivarius. We have to touch on this race. Fucking hell. <laughs> he's obviously... Hey, he's ben. caused a couple wounds in recent runs. Wounds? Just like 
dice me up. How many pieces? There are only two horses in this race, Stradivarius and Trushan. And it's a hateful horse, Trushan. It it needs a wet track, doesn't it? Did it prove that last start? It still ran really well. But Trushan is the better horse than Stradivarius on a on a wet track and on a dry track, Stradivarius is the better horse. So if this is a dry track, then I I don't know how I'm saying this, but I have to go to the well again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You'll have to have a Bayed bet to get what he owes you for this preparation back. Well, I won on him first up. He was $2.50 that day. and then Oh, I... wow. So much fat on the bone. Nico, I've been backing this horse since before you were into racing, and he doesn't owe me a cent. <laughs> he well, I'd still... love to see the spreadsheet. <laughs> Because he's, he's fucking eating into the profits. <laughs> he's still the best sire that I've ever seen. He's a son of See the Stars, who is also the sire of Bayed. And what an absolute top shagger that bloke is! <laughs> he does Just right. throws quality cattle. He does. Um, I said this a little little analogy some to some of the boys last night. When you get stabbed and the knife is in you, <laughs> if you pull it out, you're only going to die faster. So that's my analogy to Stradivarius. <laughs> the knife's in there and it's staying in there until he retires. <laughs> if you pull it out, you're only going to bleed to death faster. So we just have to stick with him. <laughs> oh, fuck. Tell me that's not one of the greatest analogies you've ever heard. It's one of your better ones. I do have a couple. Doesn't make it feel any better though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright. We digress. That's the punting wrapped up. Let's get into the questions. We'll wrap it up and then we'll go to bed. Um, Nico's question. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Alrighty, it's time to ask Nico a question, or maybe it's time for Willie Barbs to ask Nico a question. <laughs> Nico, I've got, I've got one, I've got one first. Yeah. From Maddie Salima, is there any chance Nico might actually give us decent tips? Just one would be nice. That's a bit of. Got me a bit of flack on the. Got me a bit of flack of. Late. That's a bit of a dagger. I don't know what's, don't know what's with people. Um, yeah, showmanship. Race five. Ramwick. Bet until it hurts. Alrighty. Because if it loses, it'll fucking hurt. There you have it. Alright. Um, obviously, I posted tips and questions at the same time. So some of these are tips and some of these are questions. Fangirl in the Winks. Skyman once a day. Um, stay tuned. Thanks, mate. Stay tuned. That may be the winner of our little competition. Team Captain raced... Seven Mooney Valley, Duvark, I don't know what that is, Jack Adam, Pinjara Race 6, number 7, Midnight Mystery, Montefelicity, Vavia, Showmanship, these are all just tips. Right, proper question here, Dean Hodgson, thoughts on Blake Shin coming back? Huge. It's absolutely huge. 
this guy is he's going to slot slot straight into the top five riders in Australia. I think it's just a matter of him after he after he slops around the valley on Saturday. Yeah, it's just a matter of him <laughs> getting the cattle. I guess like you're only as yeah, good as the horse you're riding. Those. Just got to build those relationships. Yeah, but once he builds those relationships back up, um, he'll be flying. Obviously, when he was in Victoria last time, he was riding for Darren Weir a lot. So we don't have we don't have Daza at the moment. Um, not yet. Not yet. Jeez, that'd be huge. Imagine. Imagine if Weary just comes back and says, "Shinny, you're you're my guy. Come with me again." Imagine if the old <laughs> band reunite. The band getting back that'd together. Be huge. Uh, yeah there's a massive chance that happens too yeah that's not just a pipe dream either yeah for sure Willie Barbs here we go Nico tell us your real thoughts on Chris Waller be nice here mate because you never know you never know who we're going to have on this podcast he's just what do I think of Chris Waller he's hard to catch sometimes yeah you can say that again. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say. I've been backed into a corner that I can't really say much here. I just wish that his horses wouldn't win when they shouldn't. I think I think everyone has the ha- the same habit of backing the wrong Waller horse. It is a thing. He'll have four in a race. Sky, what Skyman? What a horse to beat you! <laughs> don't get much sicker than that. <laughs> Hey, Nico, just curious. How and where are the lovely ladies you picked up on the weekend? Um, One of them works between Thursday and Sundays on King Street. (laughs) You can go pay a visit. (laughs) (laughs) And... And, um, oh, the other ones, I don't know where they, don't know where they are. We didn't quite, we didn't quite exchange any details, oh, so. far out. Maybe catch you on the flip or something. So we had, uh, punters, we had 13% female listeners last week on the preview pod. And I go, far out, that's pretty good. We're, we've gotten lots of, like, female listeners, which is awesome. We're getting, you know, female engagement. And then some of the boys, one of the boys in the chat goes, oh, no. One of the one of them is me. I'm just using my missus Spotify premium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you cheap dogs! Get your own Spotify. Premium. I'd love to. I'd love to know who these female listeners are, though. Whether they're just avid listeners, they actually care about racing, or they're just chicks that follow us that just want to be nice and just just listen but don't really listen. Don't know. Um. Send us a send us. If you're listening out there, send us, send a, us a, DM. a DM. Send us a DM. Um, don't send us a DM if if you're uh, one of our mates' girlfriends. That's for sure. All right. Hey Nico. <laughs> just curious. Oh no, I've just read that one out. Hey uh, Nico, I need some landscaping done again. Do you know a good gardener? Self plug. Yeah, hit me up for shit racing tips and good work. Straight hedges, that's all. Straight lines, baby. And then Gaza Chalmers, good man, Gaza. He says, Gold Trip, Race 7, Printing Money. 
This bloke is from Europe. Yeah. Oh, I like that. This bloke is born in the UK, so we like that. We love that. We're we're on the we're singing from the same hymn book, brother. All right, I think that's a wrap uh, for another racing previews Dribble. podcast. I think I think it's actually gone all right, considering no will, no stats man. So we'll get him back on the pod once he's uh once he's finished studying. Could just be you or me for a little while. It could be. What a shame. That's okay. I'm sure we'll pick up the What a shame our punting form wasn't working tonight. We couldn't get in and get all our data. So I don't know. We'll have to chase that up before Monday's review. Yeah, we'll need it for the review. Hopefully that issue will be resolved sooner rather than later. But anyway, punters, let's have a fill up and we'll chat to you on Monday. Yeah, quick mention. The winner of the song competition was Matt underscore Air. This bloke loves a multi, loves a, a glory multi. The more legs, the better. And he he backed, he tipped me Skyman today. So that was the winner at uh, $4 something, whatever uh, it was. And his song is... He was he was a good bloke. <laughs> is his song is Man, I Feel Like a Woman. So here's the song. Track. It's an absolute track. classic track, tune. Good luck, punters. And we'll see you back on Monday. Cheers. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I wanna scream and shout.